Hey guys, welcome back to the Nutrition Expedition. Before today's episode, we just wanted to say, we're not qualified specialists. If you have any issues, see a healthcare professional. The daily posts, including recipes, exercises, nutrition facts, and calorie comparisons, follow us on Instagram at The Nutrition Expedition. Peace. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Today we have Matt Radford uh, with us today. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you, guys. And I just wanted to begin the podcast by asking you, how did you get into the, I'll call it the health field, but the, the wider spectrum of your career as it is? Um, I, I was always interested in health, at, even as a, as a kid. I don't really know how. I knew that from a very young age that I wanted to do um, acupuncture and I wanted to do medicine. Uh, I'm not really sure where it came from. Our first GP was um, one of the first um, Westerners to go and train in China. So I guess that's how I heard of it first when I was, when I was young. And then um, in year 12, I, I got the marks to get into medicine, but I really, um, I'd had glandular fever in year 11 and I was really, really sick. And Western medicine really didn't have very much for me at all. And so I guess I just, uh, I felt like I wanted to explore diff- different kinds of, um, different kinds of medicine and healing that, that could sort of, that I thought potentially could help me um, on my sort of healing journey. Yeah, and, and that's something we see a lot with people who have had um, big illnesses, whether it's glandular fever, uh, auto, autoimmune diseases, stuff like that, where they feel like they've almost been failed within, within the health industry. So they look for alternative ways to get better. And usually, I mean, we've heard that many stories of people looking for another way to yeah. feel better. And then that's what they end up working in, which is insane how that uh, has become such a recurring theme in our interviews. Um, but that's really interesting to hear that. and. We had Tim Altman on, and he actually referred uh, you to us to to give you an interview or to talk to you about um, Wim Hof breathing, is which what we wanted to talk to you about today, um, most predominantly. Um, and he talked about his breathing techniques and what he had learned. Uh, but why do you believe? Uh, we'll just offer you this this time to 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 describe this. But why do you believe breathing the correct breathing technique is important for people on a daily basis? Well, of course, everyone has to breathe. If, if you're not breathing, then you're probably not listening to this podcast right now. So, well, we don't so know. Everyone, never know. Everyone <laughs> knows how to do it. Um, but some people do it better than others. I mean, there's the, the thing about the, the breath is the most beautiful and powerful tool um, to access... Um, different part it can access different parts of ourselves different states of consciousness different um and different parts of our physiology we can access via the breath i mean the breath it's a voluntary system of breathing we just breathe automatically but it's one of the few automatic systems in the body that we can access consciously and alter 
I mean, you can, you can alter your um, heart rate a little bit, but not a lot. Um, you could, if you're training individuals, you can alter the, almost alter the temperature. I mean, Wim Hof, and we'll talk more about Wim Hof, but, um, uh, he, he can actually change the temperature of his limbs quite dramatically at will. But my, that's beyond the reach of most, well, most people have to train a long time to do that. But with the breath, by becoming conscious and aware of our breath, we can instantly tap in to our body's systems and processes. And that's why the breath is such, a, it's such an important part of so many, um, so many spiritual traditions and so many health traditions, the breath is like the foundation of it because that's the way we can very quickly and very effectively tap into our own physiology and our own being, if you like. Yeah, and so, oh, sorry, that, that's why I think this is really important. And we can use that, we can manipulate that um, for specific health reasons or specific um, uh, consciousness reasons like you can change your emotional state through changing your breath and so as i said that's why it's been part of so many traditional um systems uh and the the great thing is that science now is really supporting that a lot and so for example we know that um you've heard that the the vagus nerve so it's the longest nerve in the body that influences your digestion, in fact, we're, we're finding out through science now just how influential the vagus nerve is. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of um, reading on that you can do now on the internet. And the vagus nerve controls so many uh, systems in the body. Um, and you can actually influence the function of the vagus nerve and so influence your heart function and digestive function um, by humming. Hmm. So the vibration of your humming will actually stimulate the vagus nerve and change your digestive processes, like change these automatic processes in the body, which is like, I, I think that's quite a cool and radical I feel like idea. in a couple of days we'll uh, all sound like a, a herd of bees in the city. <laughs> all these humming going on. We'll, we'll all be on the same page there. It'll be good. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it'll be a great indicator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what's even what's even cooler is it just thinking about humming changes that vagal wow. vagus nerve input. And so if you think about all these um, like Eastern spiritual traditions, but also um, European spiritual traditions, all this singing and omming, chanting. You know, like Gregorian Gregorian chanting, where you're holding this note. This is all directly influencing influencing that vagus nerve, amongst other things. It, but it's that's also teaching breath control. When you're chanting, you're consciously controlling your breath. So cool. And so that in. Sorry, I was just saying with with the omming and all, all that kind of stuff. I feel like how how far back has this gone in in history and. Like, how would these people have known the, the effect? Oh, just by feeling it. Just by feeling it. This yeah. goes back as far as, as far as human history. People, what, what do you do with, what do you do with a, 
I don't know, maybe you guys are too young, but to have kids, I know I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if you had kids <laughs> well, yet. Good, but <laughs> the, instinctively, you have a baby and you're, no, 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 you know? You hum, you sing to it. The babies, because when you sing to a baby, you're actually self-soothing as well, mm. right? Baby's picking up your vibration. And so if you're vibrating at this more relaxed kind of level because you're humming, you're soothing yourself, you're breathing, you're slowing down, you're getting in this nice rhythm and you're humming to the baby and we're getting more relaxed and now we're going to sleep. And yeah? Yeah. Breathing pattern. And that's just changed the vibe, yeah? I almost fell asleep. Where's... <laughs> <laughs> I can see it closing on the but, but if you're going, hush little baby, don't say a word, mama's gonna run, you know, and then you're just like this and you short, sharp breaths and you're agitated and now you're just getting a bit, you know, you, your breathing's getting shorter, my can feel my chest is getting tighter and, and we're getting agitated and it's not that pleasant to listen to because we're getting actually stressed now because yeah. I'm not getting a and I'm squeezing, yeah? Yeah. So I just calm the farm, put my hand on the belly, put my hand on my chest. I just take a deep breath in from my belly within three breaths. And again, now we're finding this out, and this is only recent research. You put your hands on your tummy and you take three breaths from your belly and instantly we've changed back into the sympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest nervous system. Within three breaths, we've changed our nervous system. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it shows that, I mean, even like you, you, you reenacting a, a hesitant and agitative, uh, stressed parent, you feel it, hey. you feel it, you even yeah. get a bit more upright. And then when you start talking again, it's just like when you're in a room, when there's confrontation, yelling, people, 60% of people will start getting anxious, you know, whereas there's a chill vibe, a calm vibe going on, lower voices, uh, deep breathing, people are, tend to be much more relaxed. So what even you, what even you just did then, um, Lockie and I, both of us, I'm sure we both felt the difference yeah, in, in the, even our room, even though we're not, you're not here with us. Um, it even impacted where we were, you know, and how we're feeling. So it's really, it's quite simple, so it's, but it's, you know, it's effective. It's a great tip. Um, uh, a, a fellow uh, that I met through the Wim Hof um, instructors course, a New Zealand instructor called Scott Townsend, fantastic guy. And he has started uh, a sort of a foundation, a movement, if you like, called Stop, Drop and Breathe. So when you're ever getting stressed, like you just stop what you're doing, drop into the moment and take a few deep breaths. And it's, it, it seems so simple, but it's, it's really effective. So if you're in that situation where you're feeling stressed, where you're feeling anxious, you feel those signs, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable here. The fastest and most effective way to tap into your nervous system is to come back to your breath. And you can still, you don't have to do anything special, but you just, 
become aware. You can even put your hand on your tummy. Just become aware of your breathing and breathe into your belly. And by that, I mean, as you breathe in, your belly expands and come outwards. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Guys, yeah? So just put one, like, yeah, put one, one hand on your belly and your chest. And so as you breathe in, your belly moves outwards. Can you feel that? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen naturally for everyone, but if you, you know, if you can't feel it that much, you just fake it. So you breathe in, your belly rises. You breathe out, your belly kind of relaxes again. Breathe in, more to your lower belly, and breathe out. You just let the breath go. So you breathe deeply, belly expands, and let, let the breath go. And we'll just do a couple more, breathing into the lower belly, belly expanding, and just let the breath go. And instantly it settles, and you'll yeah. actually find your heart rate slows down. Yeah, I can tell. Within five breaths. Lockie's voice even went croaking. And I hope the listeners were doing that because yeah. it, it, it tells, like honestly, tr- try it out yourself for listening and pause the podcast for a second and and try it because it, it is fascinating and it just goes back to that saying of uh going back to basics where we're all living in this world where we're going a thousand kilometers per hour um who knows just going back to that one second to yourself and doing something such such so simple such as breathing uh and correctly breathing and efficiently breathing can really you know stabilize your mood and bring you back down to earth a little bit yeah Simple, simple as that. Yeah. You so, just, you don't have to do anything special. Doesn't cost anything. Yeah. You don't have to sign up yeah. to a gym or. You just, you just in the moment, check into your breath and just where am I breathing from? Oh, drop my shoulders. Oh, just soften, breathing to your belly, and that's it. Don't, don't tell yourself I, I have to do ten minutes of it or half an hour. Like, honestly, three four, five breaths, and you're good. You've reset. Yeah. And you, often enough, you can you can stay in that relaxed state, rest and digest state. Because what I see a lot as a Chinese medicine practitioner, what I, I see a lot is that people, when you're getting that chronic stress state, which is the advance and act state, um, it's preparing your body for activity. So then you do more chest breathing. So if we if we did that as an experiment, I don't know. You want to try that? Go for uh-huh. it. Let's go for it. So so instead of doing the belly breathing, just try and breathe just from your upper chest. We'll just take a few quick breaths like that. Yeah. In and out through the mouth, just the upper chest. Yeah, you feel it. <laughs> bit lightheaded a bit tingly a bit yeah because you're we're we're now we're into the you know adrenal system now we're like now we're we're gonna get more oxygen in we're sort of pumping up our body but all that energy is going to our muscles right to our large muscles getting us ready to fight to run yeah or in extreme states we freeze we freeze up and and 
like oh, nothing to see here. I'm just a little guinea pig, and you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, but what what happens then is all the energy is going to the large muscles for action, yeah. But it, it switches off those functions that we don't need in that extreme situation, which is first of all digestion. So as soon as you're in that stress state, right? As soon as you're in that upper chest, short breathing, your digestion switches off. The kitchen, the, the fire goes out in the kitchen. Wow. So if you're putting, so what happens is we're at work or whatever, we're in that stress state. You try and put food in there, nothing happens. It just, it just sits there. And that causes its own problems. So what I always say to people with the breathing, if you, like, if you really have digestive problems like reflux or bloating, like, um, yeah, those kind of digestive problems is before you put the food in your mouth, take a few of those belly breaths, because what that does is tell your body, oh, I'm breathing from my belly, therefore I must be relaxed. So yeah. it works both ways. When you relax, you breathe from your belly. When you breathe from your belly, that automatically relaxes you. Everything calms down, digestion switches back on, I'm ready to eat. So there's other ways that you can turn on that digestion again. So the, these, and, and these are the breathing techniques that we're talking about like day to day little have in your toolkit kind of breathing techniques. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and, and so the other things that you can do to turn on that digestion again is humming. Yeah, right. So, and it's, and it's the movement of your lips because what happens when you're in the stress situation, you, you know, you're tight, tight lipped. You, like we even have that phrase in English. I, I just realized that then, you know, just quite tight lipped. Someone who's tight lipped is stressed. Yeah. But if your lips are loose, blah, 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 humming, yeah, or relaxed, you know, then your mouth is getting ready for chewing. And so, and when you chew, your body produces saliva, that, tell, that starts digesting the food, that tells the stomach switch on, start operating. Yeah. yeah, and I can, I can truly so, see your passion in this. It's, it's so fascinating to hear. And one, one other thing I want to ask is with, with all of this breathing, you talk about the, the short breath through the mouth and that can really, um, that can really hype you up and be, get ready for a fight or something like that, so, so you say. But during exercise, is that good to do? Like, is, is that helpful towards your exercise if you're breathing in that way whilst exercising? Yeah, well, we start doing that, especially when we're under stress, we'll start breathing in that way. But that's not necessarily the most efficient way to breathe. Right. So break breathing, and this is something I've been thinking about recently, um, because we mentioned we were going to talk about the Wim Hof breathing um, exercises. So I think there's there's kind of... Broadly speaking, there's three different types of breathing, if you like. So there's the normal everyday breathing techniques. This is how you're breathing all day, every day. Yeah. And there's um, different ways we can kind of influence that. Um, 
for people with breathing difficulties, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Pateco method. No, I haven't. No. With the, this has been around, I think, since the 60s. Um, it was a Russian doctor who developed it. Um, and it's a, it's a way of actually retraining your normal everyday breathing to become more efficient. And it's actually about, interestingly, it's about breathing less rather than more. And I'm sure in, in, in the podcast with Tim Altman, you would have talked about that mm. a lot. Yeah. So this is, this is your changing your day-to-day breathing pattern. Then, the, then there's your little um, breathing tricks, conscious breathing, that you can use throughout the day just to influence, like to change your, um, to, to optimize your sort of um, state. And, and that's what we talked about before, just taking those belly breaths, yeah? There's, there's, like, there's like little little things that you can use, like little tools that you have throughout the day to change the color of your day. And then there's actual exercises, like breathing exercises. So that's where the Wim Hof breathing exercises fall in the category. This is not how you're going to breathe all day, every day, yeah. but actual training things you do. So for example, you don't walk around with big weights pumping up your biceps all day, you know, what you, you just, you do go to the gym and you do specific exercises to strengthen that function. Yeah. And that gives you some carryover into the rest of your day. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That, that's where the Wim Hof breathing falls. Yeah, and if you don't mind, Matt, if you could explain to the listeners and give a brief, a brief description of what is Wim Hof breathing, breathing and where did it originate from? Sure. So, so Wim Hof's this crazy Dutch guy, Wim Hof, like Hof is mm-hmm. certain, um, who has uh, he's had 26 Guinness Book of World Records for extreme feats of endurance, mostly involving, but not all involving cold. And he developed these techniques um, just purely from his own sort of experimentation on his own body. Um, So we started off by saying, we were talking about how people often have sort of specific health problems and they go on to look at what actually helps them. Mm and then go on to study it and then later um, work with it. Um, so, so Wim was in the situation where his, um, when he was in, in his like 20s and his um, first wife um, had passed away and left him with four kids under the age of, of 12. So, wow. um, and he was just in an w- absolute world of pain and he still like, speaking about it with him, he's like almost like tears up to this day. It's, it's, it's so moving a situation. And he, he found he, he was um, already very interested in yoga and the spiritual side of things. And he found um, this different breathing, different um, breathing techniques from, from yoga, yogic tradition and from Tibetan tradition um, that were really helpful for, for him. And then he also found that by going into the extreme cold, so like in, in Amsterdam, breaking the ice in the canal in the middle of winter and going into the freezing cold water, yeah. he found 
that by challenging his body and by going in the cold like that, he would it, it would just stop everything, like all the thoughts, all the mundane thoughts, all the worries, the pains, the fears, all just disappeared in in that ex- moment of extreme focus of being in the ice, and and so. So this cold exposure or um, building up your tolerance to cold and building up going into these colder and colder situations is a central part of the central part of the Wim Hof technique. And the breathing, um, the, the, the cold, um, the cold forces you to get your breathing right. So if you, so the first thing, what, if you if you think even just think about going into an ice cold if, if you think right I'm going to jump into ice cold water what what is, what is this is the first thing that's going to happen to you stiffen up yep and breathing and it's shallow yeah 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 straight away it, it, it's just yeah. a natural human reflex and that's why sometimes people just don't breathe and that's why they they drown because yeah. they just freeze up and stop breathing. It's not because of the cold, it's just because of that cold shock. So the thing that the first thing the cold teaches you is to just I'm just gonna calmly breathe and breathe your way into it and you get used to it. So so that the, the cold training part of the Wim Hof technique. So I'll, I'll backtrack a bit because there's a fair bit to talk about. Mm-hmm. But so so back to Wim's story. So he's so he started doing this just as a way of, of, of for him for for processing his own situation is to, he developed this cold and this the, the breathing and then it got the attention of the Dutch media and um, and they nicknamed him the Iceman because he was this crazy guy who used to strip down into his bathers and jump into the into the icy canal in the middle of the winter and then he started doing it um, setting these world records. So he's been on Oprah twice as the guy, but he, he, he said to me, oh, I'm the guy up the back in the, in the ice tank, you know, <laughs> like while, while he's being interviewed. Um, and so he started setting these world records and, and, and getting a name as, as the Iceman, as this incredible guy with sort of superhuman endurance. So he's run a, a half marathon in the Arctic Circle. He's swum 50 metres under the ice of a frozen lake wow. um and the, the first time he did it his retinas actually froze wow. and so you know it is incredible like incredible endurance and and so he started there was starting to be some scientific interest in, in what he was doing and he was uh, having um some experiments on him and his body function in a university and he heard about these other researchers who are researching the immune system. And so he rocked into their office and said, look, I, I can voluntarily influence my own immune system. And they said, really? Okay. So they've been doing an experiment. They're looking at immune system function and they repeated the same experiment on him. You can find all this out on the Wim Hof um, website. And they basically found that he could through doing the breathing techniques, he could consciously influence his own 
immune system. And this has never been seen in science before. And, and then they repeated the experiment with people that he trained and found the same thing. And there's a more clear explanation of it. There's even a little animated video about it on the um, Wim Hof site. Um, so this got a lot more scientific attention. And then Wim being, being him, he's, he's just the most beautiful guy. He, he just wanted to share this with the world. He's like, okay, if, if we can prove this scientifically that this actually works to decrease inflammation to, uh, and, and boost the immune system, then this is something that I, that I want to share. This is something that everyone should be doing, you know, because this has huge implications for really worldwide health. That's yeah. that's how big yeah. his sort of vision. And so he developed this into um, what what he call what we call the Wim Hof technique, which is a it's like a, an exercise system of of cold exposure, of breathing, and of mindset. Um, that anyone can do. It's quite a, it's, it's an amazing, it's, it's an amazing system because it's so simple and you can't, the thing is like Westerners, I think we're quite skeptical because there's a lot of things being thrown at us all the time. Oh, this is great. This is great. You should do, do this, mm -hmm. do this, do this. So that's why Wim's been really quite, um, almost obsessed with getting the scientific backing for this method, because it's so simple. You cannot believe that just doing this deep breathing exercise and just and and progressively getting your body used to cold by cold showers or even up to ice baths but by doing this you can have such profound effects on your health i mean it, it's just extraordinary yeah and um, i just want to ask a question maybe i don't know if you've heard of any experiences of this or anyone that's done this but is that, is there any um has there been any experiments to do with heat, extreme heat, and have they tried the same breathing techniques in the heat, or is it more exclusive to cold? There's, it's more exclusive to cold, um, because that's the technique that he, that's the technique that he uses. Yeah. The cold, he says, the cold is a noble and righteous force. It, it's because, um, because the cold itself produces particular. Um, physiological changes that are that are beneficial yeah and as, as you as you can probably imagine going into extreme cold and extreme heat has two different uh reactions yeah. in, in terms of how your body reacts naturally so yeah I exactly that's that right um but but to prove it wasn't just all about the cold and it wasn't just his ability the cold he did a um he did a marathon in a in a desert in namibia and it was, uh, it was, uh, I think it was almost 50 degrees Celsius yeah. when he ran and he ran the marathon, um, just in, you know, shorts and sandals, no drinks. Wow. It was extraordinary, you know, like it, it was just extraordinary. Yeah. The power and apparently at the end he had a couple of beers when yeah. oh even worse I don't, think, I don't think he deserved those ones either yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of yes but um yeah but there's 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 hundreds of thousands of people around the world now just finding finding just the the amazing benefits of of just doing this really simple 
breathing technique and doing the cold. So, um, so I, I, I just got such an incredible, um, effect from, from doing it. I, I just, I wanted to teach other people. And so I did the, um, the Wim Hof in, instructors course back in, um, 2017 and so we run workshops in that now so people can come to workshops and learn the technique yeah um also like again wim hof being wim hof there's, there's a free app that you can download that basically teaches you the whole thing yeah. for free wow so cool. i mean when you think about it the guy came from his his wife passing away with four kids probably wondering where where his next big source of income is probably going to come from and his own, his own, uh, pain, yeah. But, but his, his own, what's it called? His own, um, willingness to be experimental has in, in turn made him just not just monetarily wealthy, but in, in, in terms of knowledge, just incredible, incredibly wealthy. Um, and it's changed his whole life around. And, and of course, it's not going to take away the pain of someone you love dying and passing away and then you, you being left with a bunch of kids as well is, is not the easiest situation. But I'm sure he's, he's, he has much more direction in his life at the moment and it's probably he knows what his he's calling is at this point. So I think this whole situation not only has helped everyone else but has helped himself in that situation that he was put in. Well, that, that's what attracted to me at the, the first time when I saw it. actually saw um, the video of the podcast he did with Joe Rogan. I thought, wow, this guy, there's something going on, you know? This is, this is a really genuine guy who, who just who, who wants to help people. And, and you know, I've, sort of, I've, I've hung out with him when he's come to Australia and, and he's honestly... And, and I thought, oh, this guy's just, you know, he's just trying to get money and all that. And it's like, he's the most genuine guy, you know, one of the most genuine guys I've ever met. And, right. and, 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 we, it's, and also you couldn't meet a guy who's less interested in money. It's, 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 it's just, it's just like, there's stories, friends of mine have gone um, to Africa. He used to run a, um, take a group of people, train them in the Wim Hof, in the breathing techniques, cold exposure, and, and, and take them, walk up to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro in, in, in Africa, like in record time with no training, just wearing board shorts, you know, when it, and it's freezing, you know, it's incredible, incredible stuff. The Dutch Mountaineering um, Association said, if you do this, you will have 100% fatalities. Um, yeah. If you try and do what you're doing, every single person will die no doubt and everyone everyone climbed it like far there's untrained people one person had ms one person had a heart you know had heart um bypass or untrained people just doing wim hof method and they walked do, doing these breathing techniques and um and they all climbed it faster than most most trained mountaineers do it in their shorts in their bathers that's yeah. insane. And uh, I know what the listeners are probably screaming me out right now. What actually is this method? And like, like on a physical level, like what do you actually do for this? Okay. So, so the cold part of it 
you do um, you start with cold showers, and it's not just it's not just having a cold shower. You start off with a um, warm shower, however you like, and at the end you just finish off um, with a bit of cold. And I always um, it, it, some people are fine with it. Some people do it anyway as a health practice because they you know it makes them feel good. Um, but if you're really hesitant to cold, I always tell people start off. Um, you just put your hand at the end, you have your shower, the end, turn it to cold, like all the way to cold, and then you just put your hands in like one hand at a time. Now the key is don't freeze up. We're trying to keep the body in that relaxed, rest, digest, everything's cool. I'm just breathing from my belly, just in that calm state, yeah? And so when you when you put your hand in the cold water, focus on your breathing. Like don't focus on the cold in the hand. You're just putting your hand in and you're just keeping your breath just even. You can hum, you can sing, la 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 I'm just putting my hand in the water. Just do that for a few breaths. Take your hand out. Other hand in, few breaths, take your hand out. Left foot in, left foot out. Yeah, and you do it like that. If you can't bear putting your whole body in. And you can do that for as long as you like. You can do that for a week. You can do that for two weeks. Just putting your hand in, taking a few breaths, taking your hand out. Simple. Yeah. Yeah? Everyone is capable of that, yeah? Yeah. When you, you know, more going, then you start putting more of your body in until you can get your whole body underneath the shower and still keep your breathing just regular and relaxed. Yeah. And that's the system. And on the on the Wim Hof Method app, so you can just find that in the app store, Wim Hof Method, and find the official Wim, Wim Hof Method app down like that. It's got this cold shower challenge and it's got a timer on there so you can set the timer and see yourself improve each week. You can oh, cool. just gradually increase the time. So that's the cold part of it. That's the training. So everyone can do that in the morning and it's great finishing the cold sort of wakes you up gets you ready yeah um and then the breathing part of it i do it every morning before i even get up i do it like first thing in the morning and it takes anywhere between sort of 10 to 20 minutes and what it involves is um we we, we break it down into rounds or cycles of breathing so the one cycle of breathing is taking about 30 deep breaths and then holding your breath as long as you can. And then when you need to breathe, you breathe in and take a recovery breath. So again, on the app, the wind talks you through it. So that first 30, 30 deep breaths really super oxygenates your body. So you're taking a really full deep breath in filling up your whole lungs um and and this is a, deeper than most people find this interesting that it's it's a much deeper breath than you get even when you're exercising yeah so when you're running, you think oh i'm taking a really big deep breath but you're not actually expanding your full lungs you're just in and out yeah so this the, the first part of it, this deep breathing, actually um, expands your lung volume. So you're trying to breathe in, 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 in as deeply as you can. 
Yeah, so you're getting opening up all the little um, bronchioles, all the little lung bubbles right through your whole lung system. And, you know, getting, I think about getting the air into all the nooks and crannies, you know, where, where it doesn't normally go. Because we usually we're just breathing quite shallowly. Yeah. And when we're stressed, we get breathing even more shallow. Yeah? So it, the first part of it, the 30 deep breaths part of it is all about expanding your lungs, getting all of respiratory muscles stronger and filling up, sort of super oxygenating the body. Yeah. And then when we've done that 30 deep breaths, most people are feeling quite lightheaded, quite tingly, all sorts of things happen. Your lips can go a little bit numb, you can get ringing in the ears, little twitches in the body. And that, that's all about your physiology, um, the chemistry of your body changing because of this increased oxygen, yeah? And decreased carbon dioxide levels. I, I could talk ages about the actual science about what's going on, but just to, to keep it brief, to keep it simpler. Yeah. Is 30 deep breaths where we're super oxygenating the body. Then we hold, but on a relaxed out breath. So usually we're not holding on a, normally if you want to hold your breath for a long time, you breathe in and hold. We're just actually breathing in, then letting go, just a comfortable position. And then we're holding in that completely relaxed position. And then you hold your breath as long as, as you can. So, and what you find after you've done that 30 deep breaths, you, you've got so much sort of oxygen on board and, and you've decreased your carbon dioxide levels. There's this beautiful period where you think, oh my God, I don't need to breathe. And it's so relaxing. Like that, it's a really beautiful meditative part of it. And then after a while, the carbon dioxide levels build up and you think, oh, yep, oh, now I need to breathe. And if you just hold on that last little bit, and then you take a deep breath in and you hold for 10 to 15 seconds. And that's a recovery breath. And that kind of resets your system. Yeah. And so that's one round. 30 deep breaths, hold your breath on the relaxed out breath, and then hold it as long as you can, then breathe in when you need to. That's one cycle. And normally we do three, four, five, six, as many as you like cycles of that. So, like, so when I run the workshops, we, we do a sort of before and after test. So, so at the start, um, we just get people to hold their breath on an in-breath and hold as long as they can. And it, it's anyway, I mean, we've taught hundreds and hundreds of people to do this now. Um, and normal is anywhere between uh, sort of 20 seconds. We've had people who can only hold their breath for, you know, 15, 20 seconds even. Um, and usually the longest is about trained people you know, I've had a few free divers through as well. They, they might go to a sort of a minute, maybe up to a minute and a half maximum. Right. But, but by the end of the workshop, you know, when we've done gone through the breathing, um, pretty much, like, I, I don't think we've had anyone who hasn't doubled their breath holding time. And that's on an out breath. And, um, a lot of people are doing upwards of two, two and a half minutes, three, three and a half minutes. Wow, that's crazy. I need to get my plank time at that as well. 
and and part of the, the other the other thing you can do, which is which is really cool, is do a before and after test with push-ups. Oh wow! So. So I'm, I'm 54 now. So when, when I was in my 20s, and, I, and I'm, I'm really like, I love surfing. So in my 20s, I used to do push-ups, you know, like heaps. And I think my best good push-ups was probably about 28, you know, 28, 29, like sort of around that. So after doing the Wim Hof um, breathing, you do three or four rounds of breathing, you do push-ups. I've got over 50 push-ups. Yeah, right? that's crazy. Never been able to do that in my life. Nowhere near it. Not even when I was young and fit, you know. And so it's just extraordinary. You, you can see yourself like straight away, immediately. Wow, that's my body's performing totally differently. Absolutely, and it's incredible the the effects it can have on people and uh, and what you were mentioning that the. I think the overall message you could find from from this technique is the improvement of of whatever you want to, you know to improve in, in specifically if it's exercise if it's daily life it will in, it will help improve everyday activities um, your PB as you said in, in push ups or whatever it is it can really help you uh, maximize your breathing capability. And really improve your life in whatever way you choose to to use it and i've heard many people and and i actually went to i don't know if you know tony robbins anthony robbins yeah. very very larger than life figure um does a lot of seminars and i went to one of his things earlier like two years ago and there's actually a very similar thing where they get you all hyped up breathing um it's a bit different it's towards more of the exercise breath that you were talking about the shallow breath where you're sort of fighting getting ready to do something uh extreme and they would get you to walk on hot coals. I don't know if you know about that, but they get you to walk on hot coals and it's sort of amping your body up, getting ready for a specific um, outcome or specific movement or whatever you're about to do. Um, so I can totally understand and, and, and understand how people can maximize their results from including different breathing techniques. Um, I can totally see that and I can totally understand that for sure. Yeah, I'm, but I, I think the, the really cool thing is that um the the biggest sort of benefit that people get out of it seems to be the effect on on stress and anxiety and depression yeah um there's of people you know when i when, whenever i've been hanging out with women there's people coming up just going thank you you it's changed my life doing your technique you know um it's just really turned them around, you know, like it's really turned them around. A lot of people in a, in a, in a sort of really, um, really sort of pretty ordinary place. And this has just given them the, the, the fuel, the, the, the sort of kick, a little bit of a kick, um, boost to, to, yeah, to get them like to, to actually change that state. And, and that's what Wim's trying to find. Like, like that's what Wim's exploring is, is how can we explain this through science? You know, we, we can see it happening. People can feel the results themselves. Yeah. Um, he's set all these world records, like extreme world records from doing it. So, so how do we explain this through science? You know, how do we explain this through science? And we're getting more and more research coming out about it. And, and so, 
for me, the really interesting application of it is people with um, with specific health problems. So we, we said, said the start about people with um, sort of autoimmune disorders. Yeah. Um, how often Western medicine um, just often doesn't have a lot to offer people with those kind of conditions. Um, I mean, it's it, it's it is helpful and it's really good diagnostically. But, you know, a lot of the time these medications come with side effects and it's not a curative thing, you know, it's, it's yeah. often these are like MS, lu, uh, lupus, Parkinson's, um, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, all these kind of conditions that you have to sort of manage with Western medicine. Um, and we're not, no one's saying Wim Hof method cures these things, but it really provides um it can provide people so much relief like i've had patients with rheumatoid arthritis who have um I, you know i had one uh, one patient you know she, and she was in a in her 70s and had rheumatoid arthritis for over 20 years she was absolutely crippled with it joint replacements all sorts of things and you start doing the Wim Hof, and we introduce, like in the clinic, I introduce it very gradually. You know, you have to sort of tailor it to people's individual sort of capabilities, or you know, meet them where they're where they're at. And but gradually, she was increasing. Um, and every time she came back to see me, she'd say, "I, it, it's unbelievable. I, I managed to chop some carrots. You know, I haven't been because of arthritis. She's like, I haven't been able to chop carrots for 15 years. You know, and it was just extraordinary to see this this transformation, and just through the breathing. And I, I didn't think of introducing the cold to her. I just didn't think she would be into it. But she got such a great result from doing the breathing that she started doing. Yeah, she started doing the cold exposure and got even even sort of more effect. But in the end, she like it was so helpful for her that she was doing three rounds of this breathing every couple of hours. Right, it's a lot. Yeah. She'd lie down and, and and spend fifteen minutes doing these these rounds of rounds of breathing, and yeah, it, it, it's ex- extraordinary, like mind blowing. You just you just can't imagine how something so simple and so like so it's free you know that requires no equipment um can be so effective yeah yeah so that... you can you, i get a bit excited when i start talking about it because i like <laughs> well it's your passion you know that's, that's something you're passionate about for sure yeah and i, I can i can see your passion honestly um we, we could have a five-hour conversation about this but uh, i do want to sum it up because i want people to take in the important information i feel like when a podcast goes too long, people start to forget the older information and only absorb the the end of it. Whereas I feel like you've summed that up really well and I feel like people can understand it on a basic level. But I, I do really want to get you back on more on your, um, Chinese. your Chinese medicine side because we haven't really touched on that today. But I feel like that's a whole no. other topic. Um, but to sum up, I just want to ask you a question we always ask. And you can you can answer this in any way. It doesn't have to be about the breathing or anything. But what is one tip to help people and their health in any way? I think 
That's a good question. I, I think this idea of just tuning into the breath is, is a beautiful one. And because you can do it anytime, anywhere, you just pop your hand on your belly, breathing in and out from your belly. Um, if you, if, if you want to make it even more beautiful, you put your hand on your heart, attitude of gratitude, and you breathe in and out from your heart as well. Um, but just, just by this, the simple action of becoming aware of your breath, you're, you're, you're tapping into something so deep and so fundamental and that you get, it's like tapping into the, to the rhythm of the world. Your, your breathing in is, is like the, um, is like the sun coming up and down. It's like the waves going in and out. It's like the tide. It's like the cycle of the moon. It's like the cycle of the, of, of the seasons that in and out is like the birth and, and death of like growth and decay. If you tune into your breathing, it just taps right into the fundamental nature of, of, of who we are. And I think that's a really, a really beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, you sum that up perfectly. And uh, one thing we like to ask our, our guests as well is uh, towards the end of their podcast, uh, the, their episode, is uh, where the listeners can find them or their services or them on social media or any spe- uh, specific projects you've got coming up or you're currently involved in, and where they can find uh, those those resources. So, would you like to let them know where they can find you? Um. Yeah. Sure. So my, um, my clinic is uh, Ivanhoe. So I'm in Ivanhoe. My clinic's in Ivanhoe, Melbourne. That's where I work out of. So doing physio, Chinese medicine, and, and teaching the Wim Hof. Um, so that's the best place to find me is centreofhealthivanhoe.com.au. Uh, I'm also on the instructors page. If you go into the official Wim Hof method.com, um, that's wimhofmethod.com. Um, I'm on the official instructors site on there, so you can find any up, any upcoming workshops I've got will be on that on that site. So the next one coming up is in St Kilda on the Sunday, the second of May. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely, and and uh, we'll make sure to link that down in the description below in the in the box. Um, and yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've been wanting to have a more in-depth conversation about uh, breathing, more specifically Wim Hof breathing, uh, but we've find, found it hard to find people to talk about because it's still quite a, um, a niche market, if you will. It's still quite uh, not, not widely known. Widely yeah. known, yeah, of course. Um, so it's been great to have you on, Matt, and thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. We've been starting to do this night episodes with people lately and uh we actually quite like it so um it's almost like a debrief from people's days so we try we try not to pressure people too much about their their work after work but uh we really appreciate your time and we can understand how it'd be you know not desirable after a day of work but thank you so much for for being here and and spending some time with us absolute pleasure guys thank you No worries. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you guys next week.